1: This is Live Mike with Lee
2: Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to Live Mike, episode 45. It's pretty good. Uh, Last night, you've heard it in the headlines uh, throughout our coverage today, uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg visited the folks here in Utah. And I am uh, pleased to be joined by the Utah State Director of Pete for America here, Toby Kane. Uh, Toby, grateful to you.
3: Hi, Lee. Thanks so much for having us on air today.
2: Let me uh, let me ask you straight away: How things go for you last night?
3: Yeah, we were uh, really enthusiastic about the overwhelming support that Utah showed Pete yesterday. We had a crowd of over forty-five hundred people, and uh, folks started lining up at three p.m. So, just wonderful to see that kind of enthusiasm in a Super Tuesday state.
2: L- let me ask you: What was the what was the Utah specific message delivered by the candidate last night?
3: Yeah. So, Pete, you know, is, is coming to to Utah, having having a strong faith background, he talked a lot about compassion, about family, about faith. About about his uh, service in the military and then um, also touched on a lot of environmental issues. You know, Bears Ears is obviously something that's on a lot of people's minds here and just making sure that our public lands are, are in really good shape. And so I think that appeals to, to Utahns and a lot of the folks here in uh, kind of the western Super Tuesday states.
2: Uh, the mayor mentioned uh, Senator Romney or at least alluded to him at one point.
1: He was more worried about his relationship with his conscience and with his maker than his relationship with the Republican Party.
2: You hear the applause there. Uh, you, who were there last night, mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel that comment was received?
3: Yeah, the 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 over the overwhelming response in the, the room was really positive after uh, Pete talked about Senator Romney. You know, I'm coming f- off of uh, our win in Iowa, where a lot of Republicans, um, future former Republicans and independents, sure. were deciding to caucus for Pete. And so I think that we're carrying that message here into the beehive state.
2: I have uh, made a promise to my audience here, which I'm going to break right now, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry, I railed against how things were handled out there in Iowa. Mm. Can I ask you, just, just you know, we don't need to dwell on this, mm-hmm. but just to, uh, because I have this opportunity to mm-hmm. talk to someone on the inside, what was that experience like for you in, in Iowa, uh, having those results delayed for so, so long?
3: Oh, yeah, sure thing. So, and I... And
2: after, if I could mm-hmm. point out, after putting so many resources into Iowa, the mayor spent so much time mm-hmm. there in the lead up to the caucuses.
3: Yeah, I think that that even though it took a few days for us to get caucus results, that experience really showcased how organized our team was. We needed to have um, people on the ground in all 1,679 precincts, and we had a captain, an Iowa captain, in every one of those precincts. Those folks were able to ensure to us that that individual precinct caucuses went smoothly, and we were really confident coming out of the caucus night that that we were in a great position just because of our our grassroots organization on the ground, Um, and and we had faith that that was going to, those results were going to hold steady even as um, it kind of got delayed there.
2: In terms of a logistical feat, it was was Fascinating to learn that figure you just mm-hmm, shared—that mm-hmm. you had representatives at all 1,600 plus mm-hmm. caucus locations. I imagine those uh, volunteers and those workers on behalf mm-hmm. of the campaign that they were uh, taking count themselves. You, know, you can see, you can look in a room and see how you know things play out. Yes. Uh, you're satisfied with the results, with the results. They they jive oh, with absolutely. with your accounting.
3: Absolutely. You know, the Iowa Democratic Party did a really, really good job trying to confirm those results. Um, and and
2: <laughs> I'm glad you finished that sentence the way you did.
3: <laughs> And I just um, am really grateful to our national caucus director sure. Travis Brock for implementing a um, kind of backup, so that so that we had our own reporting system when um, things didn't go the way that we had hoped for the sure. party.
2: Yeah. All right, very good. Well, that's that's old news. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you very much. Uh, let's turn back to what happened last night. Here's a comment made uh, regarding his belief: the the mayor's belief that there is no permanent red state.
1: This is what it looks like to prove that there is no such thing as a permanently red state.
2: Talk a bit about that.
3: Yeah, that was an incredible moment last night. It was one of Pete's first comments to the crowd. Uh, it felt like kind of a rock star atmosphere, and he was just giving credit to all the work that's been going on the ground here um, from volunteers for the last eight months. I think that, you know, Iowa is sometimes perceived as a red state, but we're clearly seeing lines blurred there and um, the amount of, of endorsements and support that we've seen here in Utah let me know that um, that Utah has a, kind of a, a bright blue future.
2: A long list of endorsements including mm-hmm. a surprise by uh, Mayor mendehall mm-hmm. last night.
3: Yeah we were delighted to have Mayor Mendenhall's endorsement um, just kind of come to us last night at the last minute and I think she made an overwhelming impression on the mayor and all of our team so we're, we're thrilled to have her on, on board.
2: It was a genuine surprise. The, the mayor the mayor Buttigieg did not know that uh, Mayor Mendehall was, was going Make that endorsement known. That's her correct. Time on that's stage correct. We
0: were backstage just
3: before the event, and uh, Mayor Mendenhall was there with her family and announced to Pete as she first met him. She said, um, "Your staff doesn't know this, but I would like to ask uh, your permission to endorse you tonight." And so that's how she phrased it. Th- yep. Um, she, said, she said, "I'd, I'd like, to, like to endorse it with your permission." And you know, Pete smiled this huge, genuine smile, and <laughs> said, "Of course." And we, we scrambled to make sure that was okay. And, and of course, it, of course, it is. Thank you so much, Mayor Mendenhall, if you're listening.
2: Very cool. Uh, So Second Amendment, that's a topic that comes up on this program Mm -hmm, quite a bit. Uh, We here in Utah have a a long history uh, with firearms, uh, both as supporters of the Second Amendment, also the industry itself. John Moses Browning, Mm -hmm. uh, the Browning Firearms Company here, uh, headquartered and founded. Uh, There was a comment made last night by Mayor Pete. Let me play it uh, Mm -hmm. for the listeners, and then you and I can talk about
1: it. I had a 13-year-old let me know that she had asked for a bulletproof backpack for Christmas because she's so worried about going to school. And she can't wait for what we know, gun owners and not in red states and blue, that the time has come for us to stop allowing the Second Amendment to be twisted into an excuse to do nothing at all on common sense gun law when we can say thousands and thousands of laws.
2: Can you talk to me a bit about what those common sense gun laws are according to the candidate?
3: Yeah. So I would, I would ask, ask you to reach out to our policy team. But, um, Pete, you know, believes strongly that, um, that we need to make some reforms when it comes to gun control. And our representatives here on the ground in Utah are making sure that, that we're carrying Pete's message forward. There was a March for Our Lives rally on Saturday with about 50 attendees here in Salt Lake City, and 10 of them were our volunteers. And so we're just, um, here to, to back up what Pete says. And clearly from the, the response you heard from the crowd, that's something that a lot of Utahns share, um, share the sentiment of.
2: We'll, ch- we'll check with policy folks. I'd be, I'd be interested to know. And I've seen you know, some specifics in mm-hmm. debates, certainly. The mayor makes it know, uh, makes it known. And this will likely be a topic that comes up in mm-hmm. tomorrow's uh, debate, which will follow. Uh, lastly, there's this idea that a mayor should be running the country. Uh, mm-hmm. Here in Utah, we are very much uh, small government people. We'd like mm-hmm. the federal government uh, out of our business. We'd like to defer to the states and uh, even more so uh, deferring to the most local of levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, those led by mayors. Let me play the the mayor's comment you and i can talk a little bit more about it
1: here's the thing about mayors when you're a mayor you got to just get things done if the numbers aren't adding up at the end of the year on the budget you don't get to just print salt lake city dollars or salt lake county dollars you have to figure out a way to make it work you will never hear of a city shutting down its government because the two parties can't agree it doesn't happen because you just have to solve the problem we got to get washington to start working a little more like our best-run cities and towns not the other way around
2: Are the problems the mayor faced in South Bend and the experiences he had and the lessons he learned sufficient to qualify him to handle the problems that face this nation?
3: Yes, I believe so because at the end of the day, all politics are local, and Pete understands that better than I think um, most candidates. He has he has to cook where he eats, so he says, um, or eat where he cooks, and so he just understands everything that's happening in his city. And I believe that we ought to have um, just more direct contact with our, our representatives. And Pete understands the need for that uh, kind of that that conversation, that two way conversation between elected officials and and their constituents.
2: Tomorrow night, there's a debate in Nevada. Mm-hmm. What would you have us watch for in your candidate?
3: Um, I think that Pete is going to be um, focusing on just how much momentum we have on the ground right now. We have state leads in all of the Super <laughs> Tuesday states and, and thousands of volunteers in each of those states. Right here in Utah, we have over 2,000 grassroots volunteers, and we'll be joining um, each other at different debate watch parties around, around the state here in Utah. Just, just look for Pete to be kind of energized by all of that enthusiasm and, and just moving on from his event yesterday with Utah um, with, with a lot of hope.
2: All right. Very good. Uh, it's Toby Kane, Utah State Director of Pete for America, giving us a report from the campaign. Uh, Toby, I'm grateful to you for your time. Thanks for coming to studio.
3: Thank you so much, Lee. Take All care, right. Utah.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, next up, fascinating topic. It comes from an article written by a columnist and former candidate himself, Neil Simon. He writes an article with the headline, For the Good of the Country, Senator Romney Should Run for President as an Independent. We're going to speak to that author next up here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
3: Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela.
2: They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us.